Welcome to the One Life Maps podcast. Here's your host and co-author of Listen to My Life, maps for recognizing and responding to God in my story, Sharon Swing. Hello, everyone. This is Sharon Swing. And Joan Kelly. I am the co-author of Listen to My Life, Maps for Recognizing and Responding to God in My Story, along with Sybil Towner. And Joan is our Director of Facilitator Development. And she's a lot of other things other than that as well. <laughs> um, today, we're, we're going to be going through um, reflecting on my current circumstances using the My Life Now map. And the My Life Now map is a part of the Listen to My Life maps for recognizing and responding to God in my story portfolio. And it's map number one. And we're just going to kind of talk through why it is here and why it's important to our spiritual lives to reflect on our current circumstances. So, Joan, what's the purpose? You know what? I think the best thing to tell you about that is to read it from what you wrote. There you go. So the purpose of the My Life Now map is to help you reflect honestly on the current realities of your life in a way that provides a reference point for current and future decisions. And you'll do this by taking an inventory of your circumstances, activities, work, relationships, perspectives, questions, and emotions. Yep, that's pretty clear. And this idea of taking a look at your current circumstances as a spiritual practice is kind of interesting because a spiritual practice is anything that connects us with the God that made us. Mm-hmm. And all of these are meant to be a conversation with God, but looking at our current circumstances is not necessarily what people would think of as one a way to do that sometimes, just because of the fact that They think of opening a Bible and reading it or going to a church service or um, lots of different things that are part of our religious traditions that are wonderful spiritual practices. But this idea that keeping current with how life is right now, um, being a spiritual practice is not, not terribly unique for people who have been thinking about it for a while, I suppose. But for some people who are just dipping their toe in the water for spiritual practices, this may be an interesting thought. What do you think? But I think it is, uh, I think it's one of the, the deeper things that I learned in doing the maps is that truly it is a, a spiritual practice of looking at your story. It is a spiritual practice of being listened to and listening to others. And it's an ongoing one that we can engage in. And so I do believe that um, looking in particular at your my life now, um, I can see where people could struggle with that is not a spiritual practice, but actually it's probably the easiest way to have a conversation with God because it's what is right now. It's what I know probably the best right now and can name for you. If you ask me what I did three weeks ago, I can't always do that, Mm -hmm. but I can name for you what's going on, what's causing restlessness, who are the people in my life, those kind of things Mm -hmm. really quite easily. And then to like put them on a piece of paper on a map like this, um, is not a super hard task, but the the value of that is that it invites me into a conversation with God. Right. If we miss the part of it being a conversation with God, self-reflection has its own benefit. Don't get me wrong. To be self-aware 
is is a wonderful thing, much better than not being self-aware. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but the idea that self-awareness and a conversation with God in the midst of it, now we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now we're opening up all kinds of possibilities of being able to, to recognize that we're already in the presence of God, whether or not we were aware of it, mm-hmm. whether or not we're conscious of it, but to be consciously aware that the God of the universe who made you, loves you, cares about you, is very interested in your current life circumstances because of the fact that he would love to get a word in edgewise if you let him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so many times life just snowballs and it deafens our awareness of God's presence in us, around us. And so this is one of those opportunities. So we open the My Life Now map. And uh, this is map one, like I said, of the Listen to My Life portfolio. And the first paragraph says, God loves you and has plans for your life. Scripture confirms this. However, in reality, many of us live out, God loves me and everyone else has a plan for my life. Therein lies the conflict take a step back, look at your current situation from a fresh perspective and invite God into the process of reflection where he might show you how you can make choices that line up with who he has made you to be and what he has made you to do. This to me is a paragraph about getting into the flow. Hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a good way to look at it. That there are ways to put ourselves outside the flow of God's intention. And there are ways to put ourselves in that flow. Hmm. And um, to me, that's what grace looks like. That's what love looks like. That's what putting ourselves in a place to be able to receive love and find out in this map, um, some of the things that might be helping us to stay in the flow about how we're living and also what's keeping us outside the flow when we feel somehow distant from God. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the part that stood out for me, Sharon, was the fresh perspective. You said, look at your current situation from a fresh perspective. And so for me, this map is about, um, I'm actually sitting here looking at my map in front of me. And from my my head to the map is probably about, you know, 18 inches or so. And that 18 inches is kind of an, an important between my brain and that map of, it I, it just gives me a new perspective on what's going on as I look down at some of the words that are there and my answers to some of those questions. I go, oh, no wonder I'm tired, frazzled, joyful, whatever it might be. But taking a step back and having that perspective um, is is a pretty important part of this map of learning how to be reflective, of um, also just even considering, well, what's you know, God's perspective on my life now. Um, There's something about that physical piece of paper being away from my body. um, That's pretty powerful. Yeah. And in fact, that self-reflection, God reflection piece, you know, that's that's self-reflection and then inviting God into the conversation is revealed, I guess, a little bit in this, one of the scriptures that's on, in the map, it says Psalm 25, verse four, 
Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. And if you, if you read that scripture as a prayer, show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. You know, there's something about recognizing where you are that helps you to know if you're on the path, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the flow, <laughs> right? Right. Not a scary thing, but just a way to open up the possibility that God might have some adjustments that he wants us to make that will help us to receive love, to receive joy, to receive peace in a way that helps us to also let that pour out of us for the benefit of others. So we start also this map with a, another prayer that's written out here. It says, Lord, help me to record my current situation in a way that will help me to see what's real. Please point me toward what you would like for me to notice. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Yeah, What a simple and beautiful prayer and help me to see what's real. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly things that you will write down on this map that after you take a step back from it or come back to it another time, you realize like some of these realities that you named, while they are actually there, are they really from God? Are they, are they, are really, are they valuable in my life? Are they helping point me in the direction? Are they, um, a part of being on the path with God. And so it's a way of kind of sorting, sorting that out. I'm looking at the map too, and I just see like they're puzzle pieces and there's roads all over it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's a great metaphor for looking at your life, you know, right now and recording your current situation as you try to figure out together with God, what is real and what direction should you be going and allowing him to show you the way. Yeah, this the what is real part, because if we don't tell ourselves the truth, <laughs> I think what are the chances we're going to make good decisions? And I don't want to be delusional. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. But sometimes I am. <laughs> and to name what's real and just to be honest and open and move slowly enough in the midst of asking these questions where you just might give God some space to get a word in edgewise. Because mm-hmm. he knows it all already. Right. Like, there's no surprises here for him. Yeah. We can think we're hiding, but are we? It's kind of like uh, Adam and Eve in the, in the Garden of Eden after they've, after they've sinned in, that, in the storyline. Um, they're hiding from God and God says, where are you? And it's not like he doesn't know, mm-hmm. but he's giving them an opportunity to come out of hiding by mm-hmm. asking the question. And um, sometimes that's what's going on here. In fact, I I remember um, the first time we took people through this process, um, <laughs> we had about 50 people in the room. And really, the first time we printed these, they were hot off the press. Uh, <laughs> literally, they were warm from the from the copier. <laughs> Um, from the color copier in the in at the church we were work, we were doing this in, and we didn't know exactly how they were going to work, 
you know, if, if, if the vision for what we had intended was actually going to bear fruit in people's lives, if they tried it and we had tried it ourselves and had good effect. And so this one lady comes back to us, I didn't know I was a control freak. <laughs> and, and that's a pretty good thing to know. That's a pretty good thing to know about yourself. And sometimes the revelations are, are a little bit uh, more subtle than that. But to, for her, as she wrote in the spaces that were created by these puzzle pieces that have this path and these questions, as she saw it all written out, she realized that she was so tired because she was trying to control everything and everyone. Mm-hmm. And so th- the underlying question to it was, what am I trying to control? What am I afraid of? Now, those are spiritual questions. Mm -hmm, They are. And those kinds of questions, I think God is so delighted that he might respond with, so glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) So glad you Glad you noticed. Mm -hmm. Glad you noticed. Now we're getting somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. Now we have an opportunity to make some progress on this because you know that restlessness you feel inside? You know that angst that you carry with you, the tension that's in your shoulders? You know that? Um, Maybe you'd like to put it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you like to have a conversation about that? And from my experience of listening to people and my experience myself, God's response to that kind of thing is always more gentle, more winsome, more uh, wise, and sometimes even funny than you'd, than you'd think. Not condemning. There is, you know, in the scripture that says, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus is definitely the process. There's nothing to fear here other than what you've created and stirred up for yourself. Mm-hmm when you start to bring God into the picture on these things. Hmm. So, yes, there are several different kinds of questions here. What's my situation? What am I drawn toward? What's pressing? What's most important? What's causing restlessness? Who's involved? But then there's this last one, the lingering question. I love the lingering question because to me that's paydirt. And, um, if someone if from my previous example was asking the question why am i con- why am i a control freak what am i what am i afraid of um that would be a good lingering question here like you could also phrase a lingering question as if i had one question i could ask god about my life right now what might it be okay that's helpful um Sometimes it's the question that that lingers beneath the surface of of your life that maybe comes up at various different points in time, maybe when there's a little space, maybe when you're taking a shower and or maybe when you're driving somewhere and it's quiet all of a sudden. Or maybe when you watch a movie and something happens where it brings tears to your eyes. You know, what emotions are just below the surface and what's the connection to your story in that? So it's kind of just like a key question that you keep coming back to in different ways and shapes and tears and 
words and no words and or acting out in in my life mm-hmm. you know, what am i afraid of is a is a really interesting question right like okay i keep trying to avoid various different kinds of outcomes in various different ways that make me control mm-hmm. others so what is it i'm really afraid of am i really afraid of you know how other people see me am i afraid mm-hmm. of what so um on my lingering question on this map i pulled out one that's in my package here um I've had lots of different lingering questions (laughs) as I've done this many times because this is a great one to keep current on, right? Um, Knowing that God loves me, how will I continually recognize and respond to his invitations to trust him with every detail of my life? And, um, yeah, an invitation to trust is what I put a big graphic kind of piece in the midst of that. And, I remember this point in time and there were a lot of questions as to what, what now, what now, Lord, what, and, and feeling an anxiousness about needing to come to a conclusion and a, in movement on that very, very quickly. And really, I think looking back on it now, because of course hindsight gives you more wisdom. I was, I was trying to push things in a way that was pushing me toward trying to start things that didn't need to be started or shouldn't have been started because there was other things to to be done. And I needed some space that God was actually gifting me to be able to rest and figure it out to get a clear path forward. And could I trust him in the waiting was part of the question. What does it look like to trust God today in the here, in the now, and in the larger picture Mm -hmm. of where my life is going right now. So how have you taken that question and pulled it forward, Sharon? Like, how has that followed you from that point in time when you did that? Like, how has that question been important for you? Well, that question for me, um, you know, is a question that, that, that serves me well because of the fact that I want to realize that I have agency in my life. I have free choice. There's no doubt about the fact that I have free choice. But I want to use my free choice to be in the center of of what God's intentions are. Now, over time, I found that um, I might have thought. I, mean, I think it's isn't it Richard Foster in, in Celebration Discipline in the in the introduction. He talks about some people think of God's will as like walking a tightrope. Is that the book it comes from? Walking a tightrope is opposed to right. and, and talking about, you know, being afraid you're going to be outside of God's will and falling off, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to thinking about it as actually being in the canyon and having this vast, huge amount of space where we can roam and explore and all. And we would actually have to intentionally try to climb out of the canyon. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the God's, design and plan for it. It's not a tightrope that he's, that he's trying to get us to walk, that there's so much more breadth and freedom in it than, than we intended. But this idea that, um, I don't need to be walking on a tightrope. I don't, I can put myself on a (laughs) tightrope where I'm trying really, really hard to 
to do something, to make something happen, that there's only one line I can follow Mm. that's the right way, as opposed to this beautiful exploration of possibilities and that I can trust even in my body, what my body is telling me about what's causing restlessness or what's giving me joy or, and, and to follow the clues of what God's giving me that I can trust that his will for me is broad and it's loving and it's deep and it's wide and it's beautiful. And, um, that also if I'm, if I'm out of trust with God, I'm usually forcing things. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm usually trying to do something that maybe I think I need to live up to for somebody else's reasons. Mm. (laughs) There's always all kinds of ways to do that. What have been some of your lingering questions over time? You know, I'm looking at the one that's right here in front of me and it has pieces from different ones along the way. And that's an important point to make here too, is that our lingering questions will change and shift over time. And Mm -hmm. this isn't just a one and done kind of, deal. It's, it's an important question to keep coming back to. And in fact, we talk about it in the, uh, you know, looking at the maps of just keep coming back to that quite with each map that you do keep coming back to that question. And how has it shifted? What's the next best question? Maybe not what's the answer, but that's a whole nother podcast. Um, so the one I have here is, is how do I live a life of contentment found in him as his brave, courageous, all in dangerous, um, daughter of God. And, you know, pieces of that come from a prayer that I prayed over our kids um, growing up. You know, may you grow up, the last line was something like, may you grow up to be um, a brave, courageous, dangerous, and I'd say man or woman of God. And so when they were little, like, you know, six or seven, like, what's a dangerous man of God, mom? Like, I don't know, we're going to find out on God's adventure. But then there was a, a time in my life where that became, I'm like, wait, that prayer wasn't just for my kids. That was God's prayer for me. And here I've been praying it all along (laughs) um, for them. And so I'm like, oh, I think that has a bit of that lingering question that's been up there and I didn't even really know it. So I tend to include that phrase um, within here. And I can look at the time of this, uh, my life now and the the first part there, but how do I live a life of contentment? And there was a lot of change and transition and um, family relationships. And I was desiring and seeking, and I didn't really have the word until I sat down with this question or this activity, the idea of contentment. How can I live in this transition and still be content, you know, in him? And so I love the lingering question because it doesn't have an answer necessarily. God has that answer, but he's saying, okay, what's the next best question? What's the next you know, place dig so under it a little. Let's dig, dig under it. it. What's what's dis- let's discover this together. Yeah, sometimes I say that this lingering question is a little bit squishy. Like you put your thumb on it and start pushing down, and it kind of squishes around a little bit. And sometimes the lingering question you first write when you start asking it, God will <clears throat> help you to understand that you're asking the wrong question. Yeah, and that's okay, and that's fine. It's whatever you start with, as long as you're starting in a conversation with God over it. Right. And different people that I've coached recently um, have found, you know, what what should I do next? 
Mm-hmm. It might be the lingering question, which is a great time to to engage and listen to my life. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the lingering question morphing towards something that sounds a whole lot more like, <laughs> as opposed to what do I do next is how do I be mm-hmm. who I've made, been made to be? Yeah, or who am I? Yeah. yeah. And that more full expression of who God made me be. And there's so many good, interesting, lingering questions that I've heard along the way. And one that I is still, I would say, is is still my lingering question is, what would it look like to let God's love eradicate my fears? Mm-hmm. And that one has stuck with me for a long time because of the fact that my fears are um, can be eradicated by God's love. It's the only thing that can eradicate love, uh, fear, God's love. And fear is um, so much of it is self-produced. You know, I mean, even coming up to the idea of doing this podcast, um, I think it was probably delayed several months by the fact that my innards were like, oh man, this feels really vulnerable. And, um, you know, would anybody listen anyway? Or, you know, does it really matter? Or, um, you know, all the, all the things that things about what other people might think or something, you know, and, um, <laughs> and realizing that it was my internal dialogue that was kind of talking it down, that was, that was keeping me from not exploring this thing that under deeper reflection, I really wanted to be able to give as a gift. Cause I knew that if we did this, if, if you, Joan and Sybil and, 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 and myself and our friends and the people we could interview, that it would be a gift to the world. Mm-hmm. It, these are the kind of conversations I want to be having and I think the kinds of conversations that a lot of people wish they could have with their friends. I think a lot of people have that kind of longing inside of them. And maybe we can't have those conversations with everybody, but we can sure record them and let people listen in. Mm-hmm. And the to recognize that my fears keep me playing small so often. So that lingering question of how do I let God's love eradicate my fears and bringing all of those reasons why not to God and letting his love kind of just make them irrelevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, great. like, yeah, if God loves me, then do I really care what anybody else thinks anyway? And if it doesn't work, that's okay too. You know, it's, it's just being open-handed with it. Well, why not try? Let's experiment. Let's, let's see if we can create something beautiful. I would much rather live out of that than the, well, what if it doesn't go right? Or, you know, it's like, just even when I say those things, my body, my stomach feels tight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These lingering questions help us to, to self-diagnose. They help us to let God diagnose and bring what can... And offer what can bring true healing to our souls. I think they move us towards freedom too. Move us toward freedom. And I think the world could use a whole lot more people that are free. Mm -hmm. That are really free. And 
living joyfully, peacefully, lightly, and also dangerously mm-hmm. in in terms of boldly going out right. and doing things that benefit the people around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, what good can I do today is exactly. one of my favorites. We'll tell that story some other time, right? What good can I do today? So in any case, this um, My Life Now map also, every map in the My Life Now process has a reflections page on it. And Joan, would you read the Encountering God part on this? Yeah, I love this short little paragraph here. It says, God's epic began before time. The story began before you entered the scene. He's present now, and he's able to help you make sense of your current circumstances. There is no need to rush to conclusions or to-do lists. Just sit. Just sit with what you put on the map and ask God to call your attention to the things that matter. Reflect on what you were thinking and feeling as you completed the map. Invite God to show you what he wants you to notice and what themes have emerged. I love that little paragraph. There's a lot there. There is, but it's very, to me, I don't know, it's just very calming. Like, okay, I can do that. (laughs) Yeah, and that this is what it might mean to be able to listen for God. To listen for his still small voice of love. Mm -hmm. To listen for his direction. To give ourselves quiet and space to be able to just receive that to not hurry through it, not rush through it. Just take a breath. Yeah, I mean, I look at those words. I'll do this with scripture all the time of like in the Psalms, I'll look at, okay, what are God, what's God's part and what's my part? And if I look at, if I do the same thing with this paragraph, my part is to just sit, <laughs> to reflect, uh, no need to rush, uh, invite, And his part is to be present and to help and to support and to walk alongside. He's doing the heavy lifting. You know, are you willing to let him do that? Yes. And and that still small voice we get tuned into with practice, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes the answers don't come while you're sitting there in silence after Mm -hmm. after you've done something like this. But sometimes in the course of the day, if you're paying attention you might just recognize that there are answers to those kinds of questions that are emerging. And maybe you'll notice patterns in the things that you hear, maybe um, a message at church and then a conversation with a friend and, you know, different things that, that where you're connecting the dots more readily, something stirs in your soul in a movie you're watching Mm -hmm. something, um, something hits you from a song that you hear, um, as you're preparing dinner, maybe you just do it slowly with an ear toward heaven and ask God, you know, about that lingering question. Do you got anything you want to say? (laughs) So on the reflections page, which is what, what you move to after you do these visual maps and listen to my life, there's a prayer at the end here. And Joan, would you read the prayer as our closing Yes, I would be glad to do that. Dear God, thank you that you love me and nothing that I have written on this map or what is in my heart is a surprise to you. I invite you into my current situation and I invite you to walk with me in it 
Help me to let go of my plans, my desires, and my need to control my life so that you can lead me in a life-giving way. Amen. Amen. It's a prayer of surrender and release, putting down the things that we no longer need to carry and opening ourselves up to the possibilities of what could be next. So, oh my goodness, conclusion of another episode here. Um, We want to invite you to dive into the Listen to My Life experience. Get yourself a a, a portfolio um, at onelifemaps.com and um, take a look at it. See if there's anybody in your life you'd like to invite in to do it with you or join into one of our virtual coaching groups or um, think about gathering your small group and intentionally doing this. Um, We just kick the tires. Joan is our facilitator uh, development, our director of facilitator development, and um, she's here to help as well. All of us are to help you get started. And we'd love to invite you to also consider facilitating others through the process. You don't need to be certified to do that, but if you want to be certified, um, that April 8th, 9th and a half day on the 10th in the Chicago area, um, you can join us and um, be in community with like-minded people who want to do this kind of work in the world. So we'd love to have you join us for that. So any sign off thoughts? I just, I'm going to encourage you to engage in the work. So see what God does. Be surprised. Yeah. Sometime we'll do a whole episode on self-aware and God aware Mm -hmm. and go from there. So thanks for being with us about, uh, in this conversation on the one life maps podcast today. This is Sharon swing and Joan Kelly signing off. Have you thought, I don't know myself anymore. Have you wondered, is there something more? Are you at a crossroads in life and asking, which way will lead me toward expressing more of who I am made to be? Are you looking for a way to understand the restlessness you feel inside? Are you seeking a deeper spiritual life and desire to rediscover who you are through God's eyes? If you've wondered any of these things before, you're ready for the life mapping experience of Listen to My Life. Go to onelifemaps.com to purchase your portfolio of visual life maps. While you're there, check out our upcoming virtual coaching groups, live workshops, and options for you to facilitate the Listen to My Life experience with others. That's onelifemaps.com. O-N-E-L-I-F-E-M-A-P-S dot com.